Indestructible Gaming. Choose your character. Musket Shot. Mr. K. Let the review begin. Hello and welcome to Indestructible Gaming and More podcast. I am Musket Shot. Alongside me is my co host, Mr. K. Hello, Mr. Hi. K. Hi, how's it going? All right, how are you tonight? I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty excited to talk about all the indie games that I've always wanted to play. Yeah, me too. I think it's uh, I think it's going to be a fun podcast. A lot to uh, lot to learn, a lot of things to do, and a lot of things to try out, which is always going to be exciting and fun. So, uh, shall we get started? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. So uh, this is basically just an intro podcast to uh, indie indestructible gaming and more um as you can tell the podcast is going to be uh if you couldn't tell before from the uh, inflection on indestructible uh this podcast is going to focus a lot on indie games within the um, video game industry uh we really feel that uh, there's a lot of good indie games out there a lot of games that are uh just, just don't get there just do out there. Um, a lot of good games that get kind of hidden and um, covered up by some of the larger gaming publishers and uh, companies out there that, you know, they get swallowed up by, you know, these bigger companies. So uh, that's why we really wanted to focus on them, show, show off some of those games, talk about them, review them, play them, um, and just kind of open our eyes and your eyes, hopefully, to some of these great games. Uh, we'll focus on, you know, games that are published already, demos, betas, and you know, f- future releases. So it should be a lot stuff. of fun. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun stuff, a lot of interesting games, and games that maybe we wouldn't normally go down that road and play, but uh, we'll, we'll give them a shot uh, for this podcast. So it'll be a lot of fun. So if you're an indie game developer and you just happen to come across this podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, it'd be great to be able to talk to you about your game, uh, tell us about games that you, you've worked on or are working on. We'd love to try them out, uh, you know, whether it's a beta testing or demo. Uh, we'd love to help in that. Um, we have uh, Mr. K here who does uh, voice acting. Uh, I do. Yep, is getting into it now, and uh, so he would love for some experience in the in the business. So, if you're, uh, I would appreciate it. Yeah, if you're an indie game developer and looking to have somebody come in and uh, uh, just get some experience doing that, I would, I would love we'd love to hear from you, and I'm sure Mr. K would love to hear from you. Um, so, uh, before we get into a little bit about us, anything that you wanted to talk about briefly about indie games, uh, Mr. K? Uh, before we jump in about us? Well, I feel like most of the time indie games usually get like shoved under the bed and forgotten about or, you know, kind of seen and move on kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And I wish that us as players would like to at least play before we talk bad about it or forget right. about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like those those silent things where you have like these games that could be the best game ever. And then it would just, nobody would realize it released. Right. 
there isn't hype up to it where they could be making at least thousands of dollars, but no, because they didn't, I don't know, for whatever reason, nobody got out of it and it went right past, right back past us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, um, conventions like PAX East and some of the other ones, uh, bigger ones that are out there. Uh, it's, it's really important for, for them to be there to obviously to get the word out that, you know, Hey, here's a new game that we're creating. Come try it out. Come check it out. But it's important for us. If you're a gamer to go out there and, and, and talk with these folks and talk to them about the game and let them tell you about the game. Let you, let, you know, try out the game at these places. And, you know, um, it's, there's just so many games. I mean, it, it, you know, if you go into, we both play Xbox one and you go in there and, and in the Xbox store, there's thousands of games and it's so hard to decide on which game you want to play next or which game you want to try next. Um, and it's really easy to pass over uh, a game that's done by an indie developer. And, you know, it could be a really awesome game that you add to your library. So, um, so all right, we'll move on to a little bit about us and, um, tell you about who we are and uh, where we're coming from and what we've been playing in the past. Um, so I'll, I guess I'll start. Um, so just quickly about us, uh, we, uh, Mr. K and myself are related. Uh, I am I am the uncle and Mr. K is one of my and nephews. And I'm the nephew. And so for many, many years now, uh, ever since Mr. K has been getting into video games, I've we've always been talking about video games, playing them together, um, whether at home, at one of our houses together, or, or playing online together and stuff like that. So we've always been playing video games and always talking and discussing them. And so when we started talking about a podcast, we both kind of talked about indie games and thought it would be a good idea to do this. That's one of the main reasons we're doing this podcast. And I think we're both, passionate in different ways i think you're more passionate about a lot of the um a lot of the things within the game um and i'm passionate about you know small companies getting uh, an opportunity to get their word out there and get a game out there that people can play and stuff like that so i, I think it's a good mix i think it's gonna be fun um you know there's we're, we're different generations too i'm a, I'm a generation x whatever the hell that's supposed to mean <laughs> you're in your generation Z, whatever the hell that's supposed to mean. And, but, sure? and we, and we get, and, you know, we're going to have different perspectives on what makes a game enjoyable. I mean, your, your perspective might be a little bit different than mine, but um, I think, you know, we both have an interest in trying new games out regardless of whether, you know, maybe in our wheelhouse or not. So past, um, I'll, I'll go a little bit about my past gaming experience and then I'm, we'll jump over to you, Mr. K. But, you know, as far as my past gaming experience, I started um, way back in the early 80s. And uh, obviously, if you, by my saying, I'm a Generation Xer, I'm, I was born in the 70s, grew up in the, you know, the late 70s, early 80s with the start of the video games and stuff like that, you know, starting off with Pong and, the Odyssey system, which were nothing more than just, you know, blips on a screen that you moved around and stuff like that. You know, nothing real exciting. Uh, very basic systems, nothing happening with them. You know, then, of course, all the, the arcades started popping up. 
in the you know early 80s and that's when it really started becoming big you know you, you couldn't go there were so many places that had arcades it was it was unbelievable back then and that was like nothing uh but then you know it jumped in jumped into getting the atari 2600 that was my first real gaming system which was i mean which is really great because it was it was a lot like the arcade games uh that we were going to play at these different places like skating rinks or bowling rinks or arcades in the mall or whatever so it it became like a you know it was really a big thing i mean i remember playing with different friends at my house and their house, whatever, all the different games and stuff like that. And it was always exciting when somebody got a new game. Um, they, I, I never had Intellivision or ColecoVision. One of my friends had ColecoVision. And of course that was a pretty big deal because they had like Zaxxon and Donkey Kong on it, which were, you know, huge hits at the time uh, for the system. But um, I had a Tard 2600, which I think still holds a place in my heart, my heart uh, basically because of, uh, of the, of the history of it and, and brings back a lot of good memories. Um, you know, then after that, I moved into the Commodore 64, which really opened my eyes to like programming and stuff like that because I, you know, you could, you could play games on it, but it was, you know, much more than just a gaming computer. It was, you could do a lot of other things on it. And I, I remember having books on programming and trying to program my own games and stuff like that, which is kind of cool. And it, oh, you know, and I played games like, where it was, you know, the story driven, you know, it was my first look into story driven games where you're talking, you know, you're typing in things and doing different things and telling your character what to do and stuff like that. And that was kind of cool back then. And of course you had, you know, what, what I think is some of the coolest games of the Commodore 64 is the, you know, summer games one and two, which were, you know, huge games for me. Cause I, uh, I, you know, I absolutely love those games. And we used to have so many people over and play those games. It was so great. And then, uh, you know, we got, then I took a little hiatus on gaming, I think for a little bit and then finally got back into it with super Nintendo. Uh, then get into PlayStation and PlayStation two after that. And of course that's, you know, now you get into the compact discs and stuff like that, which is, you know, where the graphics get, are getting that much better. Um, my wife and I got the Wii one year for Christmas and uh, really was a lot different, a little bit more. Um, I would say the Wii was more of, to me, more of like a party game type of thing where you're doing, you know, you're, you're really involved in the game, standing up, moving around, you know, doing different things where as a lot of the other games, you were just sitting and doing some stuff. So it's a different game in the system. I think it was a good game in the system. Um, kind of interesting games. You know, obviously a lot of the Nintendo stuff in it. So um, a lot of fun with that one. And then moved into Xbox 360 and Xbox One, where I am now playing most of my games and now on Steam. So, um, you know, when I was writing this down, just kind of jotting down all the gaming systems I had, I, you know, when I looked at the list, I was like, wow. I have a, I've had a lot of game systems over the years. I mean, I've, I've played a lot of different gaming systems and I've seen it kind of like grow from block, like a little blip on the screen, you know, moving dots to what we're playing now, which is like, there's times where you're playing a game and you're like, you know, this could be a movie. It is so real and so unbelievable looking. So uh, it's really amazing to see how gaming has changed over the years and the gaming systems have changed. And, uh, it's 
you know, it's really, I, I can't imagine what it's going to be like now. I know there's that new Xbox that's coming out. Um, what's that, what's that one called? Just in case that uh, Xbox, um, is it X or something or X? The new Xbox, it was, um, Xbox series X. That's what it was. Yeah. Series X. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, the, the graphics and that, I mean, you show me some of the graphics on one of the games. It was like, it's unbelievable. That, it's like a movie. That was amazing. It's, and it's, and it's amazing. Incredible. To see, yeah. It's amazing to see what these games have become now over the years. Um, you know, and it's, and it's, it's exciting. It really is exciting. Um, you know, and I'm, you know, pushing 50 now and, you know, and, and, and some people will be like, well, you know, shouldn't be playing video games at your age. What's wrong with you? It's like, yeah, but that's, it, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. It's a good way to release. Stress. It works. It works your imagination. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, and I think it's, I think people need to understand that it's, it's a way for everybody to sort of release and kind of, it's like people that watch movies all the time. You know, they, they want to just have a release from the real world. And that's what we want. You know, we want to release from the real world. So, well, that's a little bit about me. So, Mr. K, what about you? When when did you get started in gaming? What was your first systems? And you know, what are you playing now? What's your what's your what's your stuff that you like? Well, I'm gonna be straight up honest with you. I don't know what I started with, but I, I think you started with N64, honestly. But I I could be wrong. Uh, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. But it was either that or the GameCube. Either one. Oh yeah, I played about that. Yeah, I played both constantly. Like, uh, let's see, I played a lot of Smash Bros. Melee. That was a constant. Pokemon Stadium. I grew up with Nintendo a lot. I mean, I play like Xbox One and uh, Nintendo Switch. My computer can't really run some games. It matters how old they are and how how fast they run. So I can't do all Steam games, which which sucks, but, you know, it happens. Um, but you have a lot of, I mean, right now you have Xbox One, you have Switch. Mm-hmm. You, have, you still have some of the other older gaming systems still? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have, uh, I have my PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. I still have the N64 and the GameCube. Yeah. I have an old PS1, which I'm missing the wire for to plug it in. <laughs> I have no idea where that is. <laughs> I'll probably never find it, but oh well. Yeah. Uh, original Xbox. Let's see. I think that's it. Yeah. So you, I mean, you, I mean, you didn't really see a lot of the gaming that I saw when I was growing up in the early '80s, but um, it, it's it's funny how a lot of games now, and especially you know, games developed by these indie publishers um, are now, you know, they're developing and creating games that are, have that retro look to it, that 8-bit look or 16-bit, 64-bit look. You know, they have all these games. Um, it, and it's, it's really kind of, kind of funny how, you know, we went from that to what we are now with Xbox One and Xbox X series, whatever now, but it's now amazing. a lot of a lot of people are sort of going back towards like, hey, we want to create games that are you know retro looking, and because we know that that's big, and it's kind of cool to see you know for folks like yourself that may not have gotten to play a lot of those retro type games to be able to play them now, but on a system where you know 
at least you can save and stuff like that. You know, when we played on Atari 2600 and all those systems, it was like a lot of times you couldn't save. You know, you, you your character you played for a while, your character died. It was like, oh, all right, well, I got this far, now I got to shut it off. And it's like, oh well, <laughs> start all over again. Uh, so it's kind of cool now, though, to, to see what some of these um, uh, developers and publishers are doing. I feel, I feel like if I lived back then and wasn't able to save, I'd probably throw it out the window. In yeah, anger. yeah, there, there was a lot of that back then, and I, and you know, um, I, I think some of it, especially as a too, kid. Yeah, some of it too was I think we were all um, just excited to have the game. Like, oh, this is you know, you know, you played Pac-Man in the in the arcade, and then you went and then. You know, my neighbor got Pac-Man for the entire 2600. And it was like we rushed over there to play, and it was like, "Oh, this is great, Pac-Man!" And it was like, it was like the worst looking Pac-Man. <laughs> I mean, it was just terrible looking. I mean, when you look back at that, but um, but it was great at back then, and and we didn't, and it was never really anything about like how far you went. It was usually like, okay, how many points did you get? You know, and. It was sort of like a challenge to see who could be whose points and stuff like that. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, it'd be it would be tough for me to like go back to playing the twenty six hundred now and not you know without save spots. You know, it's you, it is challenging. I think the games were a lot more challenging and stuff like that. They had different levels and stuff, and you can do different levels and, and make the challenge even harder. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's something. There's something nice about having a save spot. <laughs> I'll tell you in the game. Um, makes it a heck of a lot easier to enjoy. That's for sure. Hey, they could do that again in Atari Collection, and then have a save feature. Yeah, yeah. And I and it, something I, I I know they, maybe they do that already with some of the Atari um, um, packages, bundled packages that you mm. can get and stuff like that. I'm sure they do. Very so, likely. Yeah. So I um. Well, anything else that you want to add to this? Um, anything else that you want to add to this introduction podcast that you want to tell people about? Um, well, other than us trying to give what's right to uh, these indie developers and indie games that deserve the hype and deserve the passion of the gamers. Because <laughs> um, they put like all their heart into these work. Yeah, they do. They do. They put like all of it into the work and... Just to see a waste like that is, I don't know, it just, it's hard to see. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's tough because, I mean, and we'll, and we'll, and we'll you know, sneak peek here. We'll, we'll talk about it in our next uh, podcast episode that we both, we both went to PAX East, um, you know, separate days, but we both went and, you know, you walk by the indie developers and these, these different publishers and, you know, they're, they're, they have small booths. They, you know, they they probably have most of the folks that worked on the game there. Maybe they have half of them there. Maybe they don't. Maybe they switch off on and off through the weekends, a long weekend for most of them. And then you go buy like a booth for like Nintendo or you know Sony wasn't there this year, but you go buy like booths like Nintendo and it's gigantic. It's, it takes up like a huge part of the floor. And, you know, people are waiting in line to play the games. And, you know, a lot of these smaller developers, you know, people are sometimes just walking right by without even stopping to ask, like, hey, what's your game about? What's, what are you selling? What are you, what are you promoting? What are you, you know, what's, what's this game about? And, 
I, I try to make a, an effort to do that, to stop and talk to these folks. Because again, like I said, you might find something that really piques your interest. You really enjoy. Um, and, and they really want to talk to you. They really, really want to talk to people. They don't want to just stand there and watch people walk by and go, all right, hey, I'm going to, you know, see Nintendo. I'm going to this or, you know, the big game and stand in line for that. I mean, they really want to talk to them talk to everybody about their game and try to get it out there. Um, and most of them, you know, start off on steam and, you know, and then they move to the bigger consoles once they, you know, get some, um, you know, ground on them. But, um, it's, it's nice to try to meet with them and talk with them and, and see what they're doing. So, um, so again, I'm hoping that, you know, hopefully that we'll have some of these, uh, uh, indie developers, uh, reach out to us at some point down the road and, uh, and, and we can actually sit and interview them and talk to them about you know, games that they're developing and future future games that they're working on. So it, I think that would be really cool to be able to do that. It would. It definitely would. Yeah. So now that you know a little bit about us and what this podcast is about, drop us a line on Facebook or Twitter at Indestructible Gaming and More. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or comment, please leave us a question or comment. We'll try to answer it for you, either on one of the podcasts or uh, on Twitter or on Facebook. So next week's podcast, uh, we're going to do a review of PAX East 2020. Like I said, both of us went separate days, so we'll get a little bit of a review from both of us on what we saw, what we liked, what we didn't like. And we're also going to do a review, our first review, of a uh, indie game called Creature in the Well, um, which is uh, kind of an interesting game and a little bit of a different. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited to talk about that one. Okay, cool. So, so that'll be our next podcast. So um, we look forward to having you on it, uh, listening in, and uh, hopefully you, you'll you'll take the time to listen in. Uh, any final words there, Mr. K? Uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you pretty much said it all already, right? Yeah, we. I mean, we got what we wanted. Okay, they know the basics. Okay. Just, all I, I'm gonna say is that for any developers that are gonna come to us, I, I'm, I'm gonna say right now, I don't think we're gonna share your coded or anything. We're gonna give you a straight up review, trustful, so that you can build upon what you already have and possibly make a greater game. Because we want you to do good out there. We're not doing it to be mean. We're doing it to help you out. Yeah. And progress. Yeah. And I mean, we're willing to give, you know, constructive criticism and stuff like that. And I'll just say right right now, we're not, neither one of us are game, professional game reviewers or professional game players. We don't get paid by anybody. We're just average everyday people that like playing, you know, video games and like, you know, talking about video games and stuff like that. So, um, we're, there's nothing we're not getting anything out of this other than you know we're doing this podcast just for, for fun and have a good time uh, talking about different things and trying different games out and stuff like that so uh, if if yeah if, if there's a company that wants to take a chance on us to sort of help you know develop a game and sort of get you know some feedback we'd love to be able to do that for you so Definitely reach out to us, you know, via Twitter or or Facebook. Okay, so if you have no other final words, then um, you can uh, hopefully you'll join us next week. Yep, that's game over. That's it. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, and uh, keep gaming. Have a good day, guys. Thanks, and girls. All and right, people. <laughs> hey, everybody.
Bye. Yep. <laughs> Peace.